Hi, welcome to the very first Sentience Rocks podcast. We're calling it Let's Talk Motor Trade, because that's all we're going to really do, to be honest. Um, with me today uh, is, is Paul, our principal consultant, Melanie. Hello. And myself, Ali. And we're just going to have a little talk today. The subject of today's podcast is how hard is it to buy stuff? Um, and I want to share with you a little experience I had recently uh, about trying to buy a pair of shoes for the kids. Um, and uh, we went into the city centre and tried to get the attention of somebody in the shop to see if they had the size for one of the boys. And um, after about 10 or 15 minutes of trying to get eye contact with somebody or whatever else, I finally managed to lasso someone who said... Um, yeah, hi, can I help? I said, yeah, have you got these in a, in a size seven? Um, they said, don't know, I'll, I'll find out for you. Press this little button they had in their hand. Um, he looked up and said, no. And it was like this sort of 10 or 15 second uncomfortable silence when I, sort of, I said, oh, right, okay, cool. What happens now? Um, well, we don't have them. I said, don't worry about it, I'll go online. It's helpful, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. I said, so don't worry about it, I'll go online. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't irritated, I didn't want to make a complaint or anything like that. I just, you know, do what people do in those situations, vote with their feet. So I just went and I, and I said to Heidi, I said, I'll oh, never mind all this. I said, I'll just get them online. By the time I'd ordered, on, sat in Costa, by, uh, other coffee shops were available. By the time I, <laughs> I, I sat in Costa, the time it took to, for them to uh, uh, get the stuff I wanted, um, I'd already ordered them. Straight online, next day delivery, done. And they wonder why, you know, I don't know, the high street's dying or whatever, it's a bit dramatic, but, you know, they wonder why. It's not because the trainers were more or less expensive online. They were just easier to buy. Do you know what I mean? So we look at the, we, look, we hear a lot in the motor trade about new cars are down, owing to a load of reasons people, sort of, I think most of the time it's excuses, you know, WLTP, Brexit, and any other reason a, a crap sales department can create for their, for their inability to serve the customer correctly, the modern customer correctly. And I just wonder how much of the decline is down to having a crap sales team or a sales process than it is, than it is you know, how easy are you to do business with? You know, what are your thoughts, guys? I think the, 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 the funny thing is, or probably not so funny for that particular retailer, is that you'll have a manager sat in an office somewhere going, it's just dead. It's really dead out there. And no one's in, no one's buying. There'll be a head of business somewhere, like I used to do, that will come downstairs and say, you know, how, how's business? Oh, I'll tell you what nightmare week you know it's quiet it's quiet no leads no leads coming in i know what you mean used to get told it all the time yeah it's um i think that people are just disjointed in 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 each business i think that's the issue that you've got in a lot of instances where you've got sales team who are humans at the end of the day the human beings and whatever's going on in that person that you've dealt with that day's life might have dictated what they did and said to you on that day, it just doesn't help the job. But, but, yeah, but how often is it measured? Thing is, is that does that shop know how many customers walked into it to buy a pair of trainers that day? It's exactly the same for the for, for, for car dealers. Most of the time, 
you know, do, do you know how many customers have walked in or phoned, emailed, direct message, social media, however the method of communication is? Yeah. Do they know how many people have contacted the business? How many, how, what's the speed of response? Have they gone back to them in time? Because I think it's really hard to buy a new car. Really hard. Even taking it back a step or so, when did it get so difficult? When did it, when did it physically be that you have to give all of the information before even just being able to kind of tackle your initial inquiry? I mean, I've worked with systems recently where there's, you know, 101 data inputs before you've even been allowed to appoint the customer. I mean, when did it get so difficult? Yeah, I know what you mean. You, you go in, don't you? You phone up. I mean, we recently did a, didn't we, a mystery shopping exercise for, oh, a, yeah. a, well, I say it's part of, a, part of the project, but we don't do mystery shopping per se, or we don't. But um it was just to understand how easy they were to do business before we do anything we need to understand is it currently working is the current process working and i'll tell you what it was a nightmare it was an absolute nightmare if they listen they know who they are we sorted it now and it's and things are going great but it was a nightmare and um we phoned up to book a test drive just wanted to book a test drive in a car you know uh, and after I think it was four or five minutes of just saying, can I come in tomorrow at three o'clock to drive this car? Uh, can I come in tomorrow? I want to drive this new model vehicle. After they'd asked twice what my name was, a few times what my mobile number was, what my budget was, how much deposit, how much did I owe, what monthly payment did I want to spend, all this kind of stuff. I still at that point, after four or five minutes, hadn't managed to get my test drive booked. Now, I proceeded with that call because I had to, because it was part of a wider project for the client. But if I'd have been a, a, a sort of proper and inverted customers, uh, inverted commas, sorry, customer, I'd have just hung up, wouldn't you? You know, if you want to spend, if you, you know, you just the modern consumer, as we know, it depends where you look, but according to any sort of bit of Google will tell you, somewhere between eleven and sixteen hours research before they contact a business, whether you're an independent dealer, new car, whatever, all the information's there, isn't it? They're super informed, but we're still in a lot of businesses in our experience, we're trying to crowbar them into a sales process to suit our agenda. Yeah. And I think that's when it started to get a bit crap, Mel, to be honest, is that we, 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 so we, the motor industry, some, not all, of the motor industry, are still trying, they're still going down the data capture route. You know, they're still going about, you know, customer information, is, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Instead of thinking about the customer journey, they think more about data, more about can we spam them, invite them to these awful events. Yeah. Which you all know my opinion on those, and you know I appreciate I don't make myself the most popular, to, you know that way. But I think they're absolutely awful. They don't work. Uh, they just, they just, you know, you just, you just, so, you, you are you're just driving a load of deals into one particular weekend that you probably would have done anyway across the course of three months. Yeah. So, so we, we're, we're reacting to the marketplace because of, you know, because of awful inquiry management, and I and I just wonder how much impact, like I say, how easy you are to do business with. When, when you can't get a test drive, you phone up a dealership and they want to know how much you can afford to spend before they'll allow you to come in. No wonder people are going online to buy stuff, like me with the trainers. I would have bought those trainers if somebody had just said, we don't have those in that size. You thought about these? Yeah. Or anything. Or talk to me within a few minutes, build a relationship. I'm not, I'm not buying trainers. I'm not looking for anything more than just saying hello to me. But we don't do it. We just, it's our agenda in the motor trade a lot of the time in some businesses, not the customers. And that's, I think, the problem. It sometimes feels funny when, when we get together and talk about things like this because you do, you hear yourself saying things that you think are very simple. Uh, the quote I've got in my head that we've all heard is make it easy for the customer to buy. And 
none of the processes that we've seen in some of the larger groups or some of the people that just have it... Well, it doesn't, not, know, not restricted to that. Not necessarily, no, but some of the people that just have it yeah, slightly I disjointed, mean, they don't make absolutely. it easy for the customer you know, you know, we worked recently with an independent dealer who have an end-to-end platform online. Who have an end-to-end platform online that, you know, you could buy the car online if you wanted to. And at the end, all you need to do, all you need to do is either leave your credit card details, you know, to reserve it, or if you're uncomfortable putting your card details in, which many are, uh, request a callback. Um, so I hit, we hit in the office, request a callback. So bought the car in our minds, you know, yeah. been all the way, put all park exchange details, agreed the monthly payment, put any add-on products in, boom, 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 boom. Just need somebody to ring us yeah. to take our credit card details because we've reserved that car online. Nobody phoned. Did it three times. I mean, the quality's just got... So bizarre out there. I just bought a, a car from an independent dealer myself. And I actually was sat there with, you know, credit card in hand, ready to leave the deposit because I wanted to purchase it. I mean, I'd already done all of my own research online, bar picking it up and a quick check over it. And he spent the next 48 hours coming up with so many objections of why I shouldn't potentially yeah. buy it. Yeah. I mean, I ended up actually, you know, having a bit of a head-to-head with him on the phone. Well, and, I'm... well I don't go head to head <laughs> yeah <laughs> not in and around wage day well I just rang him and, and simply said I wanted to purchase the car from a distance and I'd be coming up to drive it um, and drive it away the same day subject to a test drive to which he came up with 101 objections why I shouldn't do that then he came up with a, a few more objections about the condition and how it would be and how it wouldn't be so I took the time to explain to him you know my work history I totally understand we're on the same page I know how it is to buy a used car you know from that, he then tried to say that I couldn't send a driver to collect it. I then couldn't collect it and drive it away the same day. And and all things you can't do. I'm not interested. Everything yeah. I couldn't do. Yeah. Tell us what you can do. He got the owner of the business, who was uh, understandably his father, on the phone to then kind of sort me out, so to speak. And I said, I've been sat here with my credit card on my lap for the two full days of trying to purchase this car. I just want to collect it. That's all I want to do. I mean, he, he did But do you think there's money. an element of that? Because you can't be alone. You know, and we know you're not, but you know we don't want to see we don't we don't want to paint a too bleak a picture because there are many out there that do it really oh, really definitely. well. But they're the ones who are reporting good profits. They're the ones whose return on sales are there. They're the independent dealers who are probably looking to grow a little bit. They're not just surviving; they're thriving. And it's it's I think my own personal opinion is the reason that the uh, oh, obviously technology got an enormous part to play. But while the internet is uh, is in inverted commas, taken a lot of business away from everywhere. I don't think it's that. I think it's the inability of high street, car dealers, whomever, to give the customer the kind of experience, service, or whatever they need. We've made them do that. You know, because it's a lot easier, isn't it, to buy something from ASOS yeah. and then try it on at home without having to queue up. And I'd rather Hardy bought whatever, and then instead of sitting outside the change rooms on a Saturday afternoon, I'd rather be at the football, etc., etc. You know, just buy it all on there, and whatever you don't like, send back. You know, take it down to the post office, they scan a barcode. How easy are we to do business with the motor trade with high value items? We're harder to buy than a t shirt, aren't we? Yeah. We're harder, in a lot of cases, we're harder to buy for. It should be the easiest thing in the universe, something like that, shouldn't it? The most, the most pleasurable experience. So, I guess my question, not well, a rhetorical question, really. Uh, if you're listening and you you know you run a business, you're a sales manager, you're a sales executive, you're a transaction manager, business manager, whatever it is, is that when was the last time you went the other side, tried to walk with the customer on the customer journey by saying something as simple as, what would you like me to do for you today? 
what is it you're looking for from me? Yeah, I'd like a test start? drive, please, at three o'clock. Yeah. Great, bring your driving license. Mm-hmm. You know, try it. Try it. Because they don't need us for information anymore. You know, showrooms. They need us for the experience, the touch, the feel. I know some independent dealers, some of which are our clients, who are superb because of the experience. They're not the cheapest by any stretch of the imagination, but they prepare their cars to the highest quality. The experience of dealing with them is great and nothing's too much trouble. They do what the customer demands of them and expects of them and exceeds it from time to time. And that's why they're selling cars, I think, not because they're, I don't know, brilliant salespeople, you know? No, I do just wonder if you detach yourself from the outcomes, how much better the outcomes would be, really. I mean, it, it is just a surprising world out there, isn't it, really, for what's, what's happening? Yeah, we, we, I know we talk a lot about, um, in terms of the development of the people that we work with and our clients. Ali, you use the analogy of... Uh, nutrition and gym time and exercise if you want to get fit and you want to get healthy you need to just concentrate on the activity and do it you know vigorously yes, and just absolutely. keep going got, no matter what the outcome absolutely otherwise it's not going to happen there's no silver bullet it's no. all about process isn't it and it's not a day's work either it's it's a complete and utter yeah. cultural change within the it, business it, 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 yeah uh, effective inquiry management i think will send uh, i think will sell you sell dealers uh just a simple Effective measurement, coaching, development of inquiry management will make a massive difference to a lot of dealers. Yeah. I think there's a lot of owners out there, or or heads of business, or franchise directors, or whatever the you know the responsible role is, that will be looking for more volume at the moment. Looking at the results. My challenge is just before you get your checkbook out and blast the load of cash at marketing, at a billboard, at an event. Yeah, I'd say, hang on a minute. Don't spend any money. Have a look and see what your inquiry management process is like. Because if you think of a business with, say, I don't know, 100 used cars on the forecourt, we'll, 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 we'll get somewhere in the region of 25, 30 inquiries per week by some you know, method. If they just miss 10% of those inquiries, which is 12 across the month, so stick with me on this one, yeah. right? And they convert at the industry average, which is somewhere between 25-ish and 30% conversion. That's four deals. They've lost four deals by not recording the inquiries. Now, I mean, you know, whatever the average profit per unit is, times four. But that's a lot of money, isn't it? That's not from getting more business in. That's just failing to record, communicate effectively and follow through ones that you already had coming in. That costs nothing, doesn't it? That costs nothing. Absolutely. But if the, if, you know, the industry is going to continue, if it continues to behave that way with the modern customer and salespeople continue to think that having good closing skills is going to get them, they're mad. Because yeah. that isn't going to happen, I'll tell you. It's not going to happen. There's no such thing as a good closer anyway. Good closers are the ones that turn, that you, you say I'm a really good closer. The worst salespeople I've ever met are the ones that profess as, as good closers. The ones that, that actually look after you know, the customer are the best ones. Have you ever met a salesperson who's I'm a great closer that is? No, I haven't. Mm. Well, I haven't. I've met. A few. I've employed lots. Most of the time, they're just useless. How simple is it just to answer the phone and ask somebody what, how you can help them? Hello, Mr. Makerley. Thanks for calling X Y Z. Yeah, what would you like Hello. to do for your day? I'd like to come and drive that car at three o'clock. Great. Bring your driving license. It's half hour later, and isn't it? Losing the will to live, <laughs> isn't it? The, the flip side to this as well, uh, and I, I know we need to sort of close this down a little bit, but the flip side is if you do that, you can almost if you're a fly on the wall with a customer at the other end of the phone, they'll be going. Oh, okay. Yeah, brilliant. This really? is awesome. 
Well, what's awesome about that? It's not ringing up a restaurant to book a table and them saying, when do you want to come in? Friday night, 8 o'clock yeah. table. And them going, what's okay, yeah, you're in. And, and being happy about it. It's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? But we don't. We overcomplicate it. So I think, uh, in summary, we had to get that off our chest. It's been quite therapeutic. Um, uh, uh, so in summary, really, uh, thank you uh, for the uh, two people, the goat, the cat and the cleaner behind us for listening to our first uh, podcast. Two people might even, one of them is probably mum. Um, My mum will listen. Oh, that's two. Paul? I mean, I'll give it a go. Text you know, her. I'll give it a go. So let's see if we yeah. get the numbers beyond six on our yeah. first podcast by involving our parents. But... Um, but no, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to try and do a do a something real, uh, you know, uh, really want to talk about the trade, what's happening in the trade, sharing best practice, real life experience. We're going to invite a few guests on. We're going to have a few uh, a few people that might be able to add some value. We'll have a few laughs along the way every uh, few weeks or so. We're going to do a Sentience Rocks podcast. So if you like it, please do share it, and um, we'll we'll um, try and bring you some uh, bits and bobs soon. Cheers. <laughs>